0: Independent Public Love Radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www10
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday night. It is Attitude Era Live Time here on 89.1 KENS FM. Welcome aboard. As always, we have a great lineup of guests, and we have our ever-so-popular co-host, Granny. How are you today?
2: I'm very well. Thank you, I can't for
1: asking. I hope everybody's doing
2: good out there.
1: And uh, as we found out uh before we hit the air that Granny is the most popular of the three co-hosts on this show. And uh, I guess uh, I need to get out and uh, rock the vote a little more. However, we will uh, we can discuss that a little later. We have a great show tonight here. As a matter of fact, uh, we got three great guests here. we got uh, Mark Jordan. We'll be talking to him shortly. <clears throat> uh, we're going to have uh, Frank C. Uh, uh, Bressing, uh, one half of the Cuban Assassins, and we're also going to have James Uh, uh He's got a uh, TV show uh, that he's going to talk to us about. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, the icon, believe it or not, is going to try and pitch himself to get a guest spot on that show at some point this season. So we'll see if that works. As everybody knows, when the icon pitches himself to be on the TV series, I'm still here in Fargo. So we'll see what happens, hopefully. <laughs> Uh my luck will change on that, so uh anyway, we got a few minutes here. then we're gonna go to our guest but uh, so, granny, how was your weekend?
2: Oh, it was okay. You nothing know, spectacular. I mean, went to a wrestling show Saturday and had a good time as always, and, you know, so did anywrest chiefs won, my 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 chiefs won um yesterday, so that made me very happy. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was touch and go there for the Chiefs there for a while, and uh, of course, my Vikings fell a little short, and uh, and uh, Big Swing Steam is uh, doing pretty good uh, as he sent us a nice little reminder. Uh, you know, I I'm really starting to get bored of that how about them Cowboys thing, but um, well, you know, I'll like tell I say, you. say,
2: how about them Chiefs? <laughs>
1: Or, and then, you know, uh, you know, when, uh, whenever you say that, uh, you know, that, um, uh, Big Swing, uh, likes to, uh, you know, play a few things and... Uh,
3: Touchdown Raiders! Boo!
1: And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, we're, we're not going to play, uh, Big Swing's, uh, little thing here, but, uh... We're going to get the ball rolling here. Uh, I'm going to introduce our first guest. We'll go right to that, and then we'll uh, have some fun here. And uh, let us begin. So, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to step in the ring right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man about town, the king of independent wrestling as we speak right now, the up and comer, the all American. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mark
4: Johnson. Jordan. Hey, this is Mark Jordan. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 KENS FM with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and of course, none other than the sweetest lady on earth, Granny Hookster. All right. Hey, oh, hey Granny, he's already, he's already sucking up to you. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. That's awesome. Thank apparently, you for that nice compliment.
4: She seems, she seems like
2: Welcome a
3: Welcome
1: to the lady. show. Yeah, well, so, you I know, apparently, that, well, apparently he heard that uh, Granny uh, got uh, 90% of the votes for uh, favorite uh, host on the show. We'll talk about that more later. So, uh, Mark, here's how we're going to do this. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, ask you a few questions, and we'll go to Granny, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. So, go ahead, give us a little background.
4: Okay. So, uh, two years ago, I started training in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I got I got screwed around at a few promotions, and then I found. Uh, promotion that you know just hit home for me and that was USA Championship Wrestling and uh that was Burt Prentice's promotion and uh he died not too long ago he died like a few months ago I don't know if you've ever heard of uh Burt Prentice but he used to run USWA in the early 90s
1: and from USWA
4: it yeah from well from USWA it went to uh USA Championship Wrestling and uh you know, very excited to call that place my home. But um I think they're gonna have their last show this month. I'm actually not working for them anymore. I'm actually working for a different promotion. They only run like twice a month, but you know, with my mother you know, my, my mother died last month and I've been having to deal with that so I haven't been worrying too much about bookings, you know, I'll take a few bookings here and there. You know, on a Friday or a Saturday, you know, whatever I can do, you know, to you know, have matches and stuff, you know. Well, we're sorry to hear about your mom and. Oh uh,
1: well. Yeah, uh, why. well,
4: we're sorry.
1: Yeah, we're sorry to hear about your mom and. I had a relative that uh, passed away this weekend, and uh, like I said, we'll talk about that a little more later. Um, okay. However, so now you <laughs> mentioned that. Uh, you you started out with a couple of promotions that didn't exactly <clears> treat you fairly. And yeah, uh well,
0: if
4: you elaborate on it a little bit. You want me to elaborate a little bit? Yeah, Okay, just,
0: so yep. the
4: first the the first promotion that I went to was called nine oh one wrestling and uh the way I got my foot into the door was helping set up the ring and take the ring down. So you know, once I started doing that for a few months, you know, I you know, I thought, you know, well, I'm I'm ready to get in the ring and train <laughs> and you know But it didn't exactly go as planned. So what really helped me the most was actually refereeing matches. That way we could actually call spots and stuff in the ring or, you know, the wrestlers are telling you a spot to go tell the other guy. That way he doesn't mess up the spot, you know. And, you know, that was probably the most beneficial part of training was being a ref first before even having matches. Well, you know, uh, we have,
1: um, we, you know, uh, 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 we'll talk about that a little bit here. We got Mark Jordan as our guest here. We got uh, 37 minutes here with Mark. Now, you know, it's like everybody talks about, you know, paying your dues, getting into wrestling, Mm -hmm. starting out in the ring crew, you know, like you said, putting the ring up, taking it down, hauling it from town to town, and then becoming a a referee, maybe doing some ring announcing, learning the business, and then training. Now, Uh you know, so you you started doing that for the promotion, and then, you know, when you mentioned to them that they were ready, did they just say that, no, you're not ready yet, you still have some things that we need you to do? Well, Uh,
4: here's the thing. Um, they, They were talking about having a school but you know i i basically knew they wasn't gonna you know have a school because i I don't think it's in their funds or you know finances or whatever but um so i i just decided to go to a different promotion and uh you know a lot of people would call these mud shows but um you know mud shows are places that uh you know it doesn't really draw good crowds, or you know maybe the wrestling's not the best, but I mean, really, I think mud shows are probably the best place to start out, maybe not safety wise but learning the actual act of wrestling or you know learning from other people you know that has been doing it longer than you, you know exactly <clears throat> but you know and but then, most recently most recently though yeah. i've been trying to most recently i've been trying to get uh into women's wrestling to uh you know maybe ref a few matches because there is a lot of money in women's wrestling i mean i, I you know when when i first done my all women show in uh jackson tennessee last year i you know i had a blast i mean of, of course the the locker room atmosphere was a little bit different but i mean you know, everybody knew their role. You know, and um the way women go about their matches is kinda different than when men talk about their matches before they go out, you know. Very different. Well could you give an, an example I mean, of
1: that? was like do they do they talk about uh, don't mess up my hair or uh I'm gonna no, be the no, one that I, uh, the
4: guy's supposed to do stuff like that? Well, they they just call a finish and they walk and talk more. Whereas men, you know, we're we're kind of spot monkeys. You know, we want this, this and this to go right. But nine times out of a ten, nine times out of ten, you know, you you don't always get every single spot right. You know, and I don't know. It's just very very good vibes in the women's locker room. Whenever I was invited to the all women show.
3: And uh, do, you,
1: do, well, do you and then uh I don't know if you you you'll want to elaborate on this but uh now do you happen okay. to have a uh, a payment uh, fam- uh favorite uh uh women's wrestler from the card that uh you like kind of watching like going man she could really go some more in the business
4: Um are you talking about on the indie scene or well in, in the maybe for, that
1: you were talking about
4: Um, well, I liked, uh, Nikki Victory. She's pretty good. Uh, Diana Taylor from, uh, Walnut, Mississippi, uh, me, me and her actually live in the same town. So, you know, I mean, kind of a little strange, you know, that you meet so many people, you know, that's into the same business as you but you're you're still both from a small town. I don't know how big Fargo is, but, you know, we live in a town that only has probably about 5,000 people. The census is only about 5,000 people in our county, so.
1: Well, that's, um, yeah, we, um, yeah, Fargo's a little bigger than that, but, uh, you know, the thing is about, uh, you know, Fargo, uh, you know, um, we, we we're, we're we're still growing. It looks like we're always going. We don't seem to stop. But yeah, it's like uh, you know you you can tell like the different areas of town, like whether it be North Fargo, South Fargo, West Fargo, or it's, you know you name it. Uh, we have uh, we have our good buddy here, Mark Jordan, is our guest here. We have about uh, thirty-one minutes here with Mark. So now. Uh, Now, you were talking about uh, your current promotion there, where you you said that uh, you you called it home, and, uh, you know, unfortunately the promoter passed away. Now, the Mm -hmm. promotion, even though he has passed, is still going, correct, or is it not?
4: Uh, Yes, sir, but um, they're having their last show to benefit his um, funeral expenses, and anyways, his sister is taking over the promotion, and she like after this month the promotion is
5: gonna fold.
4: But yeah, the you know back to what I was saying about you know you know going somewhere else, you know and calling <coughs> that place home. I think it really just depends on you know where you can find your niche, and you know you know just because you go somewhere else doesn't mean you're gonna be val- not not as valuable as somewhere else, you know. You
1: know what I mean? Sure. So that now, you know, um, that
0: that's
4: yeah. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Now, now with your uh, with the wrestling style that you have, would you consider yourself to be uh, like a high flyer, like a Rey Mysterio, a technical wrestler, like a Bret Hart, or are you just that uh, uh, that that butt kicker, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? What what would you say your style is?
4: Well, I'm. I, I do, like, okay, if I'm in a tag match, usually I'm usually doing the the least amount of stuff because I, I do do the high-flying stuff. I, I do cannonballs off the apron, off the, you know, post and stuff. <clears throat> I actually have videos on my TikTok of me doing that. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I would consider myself a high-flyer, but I also love the chain wrestling, the old school chain wrestling, you know, to me, that's where my favorite wrestling is, is chain wrestling. Not so much high flying, even though I can do the high flying stuff.
1: Now, uh, for uh, our fans that might not know the term chain wrestling, um, could you tell
4: us what that is? So chain wrestling is pretty much like it's, it's, you know, like a wrist lock, you know, you know what a wrist lock is, right? Yep. You know mm-hmm. how easy it is, you know how easy it is to reverse the wrist lock. So, basically, it's like a chain, you know, your your arms and legs are the chain. You know, it's easy to get, it's easy to do reversals out of them, and it's easy to do, like, it's easy to work, work the, you know, wrist locks, arm bars, you know, takedowns, stuff like that. You know, and it the the reason why it's so good is because you know you could be lost in a match and you could, you know you can just you know give somebody a headlock and you you know from there you can walk and talk and you know maybe set the other person up for a shoulder tackle, hip toss, you know whatever you want to do. Whatever kind of spot you want to do. Uh
1: Mark Jordan our guest here. We got 28 minutes here. We're live on 89.1 M here in Fargo, North Dakota. So now would you consider yourself to be a baby face, an independent, uh, I'm sorry, a baby face, a heel, an in-between, or are you more of a crowd uh, guy? You let the crowd decide what you're Uh, going to
4: be. I've done both, but I feel like it's easier working heel. But I'm a shorter guy that, unfortunately, just not able to grow a beard. So, you know, every time people look at me, they just assume I'm a baby face. But, I mean, uh, the the work I've been doing right now at the promotion I'm at now, I'm doing baby face, but initially I started out as heel. And the reason why I started out heel was because it's, it's easier for me to work that way. It's easier for me to work the crowd that way. It's easier for me to work holds that way. You know, I could put people <clears throat> in between the ropes or do a couple eye pokes, eye rags, stuff like that. It You know, it's just, it's just easier to fit in to the heel category
1: well with that being said granny we do have a heel on our hands <laughs> we have uh oh yes uh, well we, we have mr well, we have mr jordan we're on uh 89.1 kinsman we got about 27 minutes granny go ahead ask a few questions
2: well first of all welcome to the show and i'm very sorry for the loss of your mother i mean it's, it's oh, very you. difficult losing a parent and I'm very Absolutely. familiar with that USA Championship wrestling that you were talking about. I'm very familiar. familiar. I was very familiar with Burt Prentice, and I never got to see any of their shows. But I have a lot of my wrestling friends from Arkansas and Tennessee that wrestled for him yeah, in different done, shows. I've done,
4: sh- I've done shows out in uh, Mariana, Arkansas. I don't know if you've heard of the uh, promotion called APW. But uh, you know, Randy Hales I, was there that night, and uh, yeah. I don't know if you know, he he was a former, I think he was a commissioner or owner at one time of USWA. I'm not too sure about that. Don't quote me on that. But yeah. you know, well, hearing here, here, him talk about the good old days, you know, you know, just hit home, you know.
2: Yeah i I'm not familiar with that particular organization, but there was a a, well, a, new a company that it's ran in promotion. Arkansas. There was a company that ran in Arkansas um, till 2013 called Traditional Championship Wrestling. They wrestled mm. down in Fort Smith, um, Clarksville, Arkansas. Matter of fact, they still show the old reruns on the Little Rock area. Um, I don't know. If you're familiar with the name Golden Boy Greg Anthony, are you familiar with that name?
4: Yes, sir. I mean, uh, yes, Uh, (laughs) ma'am. I've heard uh, not, not so great things about Greg Anthony. I've heard him talk smack about my friends, you know, but, I mean, I don't know the whole side of the story, so... I won't get into that. But you know, yes, well, I have heard I mean, of Goldberg. he wrestled
2: Greg he he wrestled for he wrestled for TCW. um well, he, uh, another owns, one of my he owns, friends.
4: He owns, he owns his own promotion in Dyersburg, if I'm not too mistaken. Yeah, he does. He, he's he does. He, he's he very does. he's very uh Billy Grahamish.
2: Yeah. Well he I believe he's an ordained minister too, but um but um, oh, cool. there was another one of my friend, another one of my friends. Um, they called him Space Cowboy Jason Jones out of Mid States in Harrison, Arkansas. I know he did some work for. oh uh, yes, he's from and, uh,
4: he's from Oklahoma. He done some announcing at USA Championship Wrestling.
2: Well, he's actually not from Oklahoma. He's <clears throat> actually from Arkansas. He lo- oh, he's okay. from Harrison. Okay. I mean, he's got a company, He's got a promotion in Harrison Arkansas called Mid-States
4: Wrestling. So, oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> almost bought one of them t-shirts.
2: <clears throat> but so I guess one of my questions to you is well, you mm-hmm. probably know a lot of my wrestling friends then if um but a lot uh, one of my questions to you is if you could have any kind of dream match what kind of match would you want, and who would you want your opponent to be?
4: Oh, that's tough. Um, you know, I think uh, Chris Jericho would definitely be in there. You know, you know when, when I when I grew up, you know, you know five years old, I was watching, you know, Chris Jericho talk mad smack about Stephanie McMahon. You know, and. <clears throat> You know, I I didn't really... I enjoyed uh, that, too. Yeah, well, I I didn't really appreciate Chris Jericho until, you know, after he left WWE. And I really, you know, I really got into his matches whenever he wrestled over in New Japan. Now, I don't know if you know this, but New Japan, it's, it's a very different style of wrestling over there. It's more or less like shoot wrestling. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah,
1: just, they take wrestling just very seriously. Crazy. very seriously.
2: One of my crazy. one of my very good friend wrestling friends from Texas actually has wrestled several times for New Japan over there. So uh, he's from Texas. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with the name Barrett Brown or not, but
3: um,
4: he no, wrestled man, I'm not. for New
2: Japan. But no,
4: I've I've talked to a few of my friends in uh, Reno, Nevada, who, Mm -hmm. you know, they 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 went to the dojo over there. They they paid for the dojo. And then not long after that, they're getting paid to do shows in Japan. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how that works over there. But as far as I know, you got to get into the dojo. And then once you leave, you know, you're you know, you're able to make money. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. the reason why, you know, um, because Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. I think I would have a lot of fun talking smack to you at a wrestling show. I need to get you to Arkansas to come wrestle at a show in Arkansas. There's a company called um, DC Down South. Camp, uh, Championship wrestling and uh-huh. DCW, and right now we're doing shows in Mulberry, Arkansas. But um, I need to get you up here to Arkansas because I would like to talk some smack to you. I think I would have a lot of fun okay. uh, playing with you. My I I have I have been told by promoters, and I've had promoters thank me for. Being at their show. As a matter of fact, my original granny shirt that I wear a lot of times when I go to these shows, it says, What you going to do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you?
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, Mulberry's, uh, is that in northern or southern Arkansas?
2: Well, it's about. Well, Midwife? I live in Springdale, Arkansas. I, I live in Springdale, Arkansas. So I live in the northwest okay. part of Arkansas and it's about an hour from Mulberry's about an hour from me. So it's heading down Interstate forty, like you were gonna go towards Little Rock, but you don't go nearly as far,
1: so Mhm. Uh, Mark Jones, our guest here, we're on eighty nine point one Ken's FM live here in Fargo, North Dakota. We have got about twenty minutes here, so now, Mark, I'm going to ask you a few of the tougher questions, and uh, we'll see how you respond to uh, respond to them. The first thing is, you know, every independent wrestler we have on, I always ask the same question, and I'm going to put it to you. No one has ever answered the same way. Two part question. Let's say that you're at a uh, an event, and someone a representative from either AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE. You know, they come up to you after the show and say, Hey, we're gonna have tryouts, uh, in this city close to you and such such time would like you to come check that out. Two part question. One, is that something you'd wanna do? And two, if you do uh get that big time contract because they like what you do, would you not big time us and
4: still talk to us? Absolutely. You know, um you know I'm very fortunate you know that you give me a chance to come on your show and you know have a few minutes with you and you know talk about wrestling and stuff you know, and you know with that being said um you know i you know even if I did got a contract or get a contract here or there you know i you know I can't forget where I come from, you know home's home you know at the end of the day you know after after AEW or WWE, you know, that there's still going to be the indie scenes, you know, even after those days are over with, you know, it's going to be back to the indies, you know? So, no, to make a long story short, no, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I would, you know, still come to the show and, you know, have a few words with you. That's awesome. Franny uh, yeah. uh Mark Jordan's our guest here on
1: 89.1 Ken zip We have about 18 minutes. Now, uh, We won't uh, spend too much time on this because, you know, it is rather, um, you know, depressing. You know, I thought we were turning the corner. Now we kind of went back, and I think we're going to start turning the corner again. But, uh, you know, we we went through COVID. Now, I'm kind of curious how COVID affected you. Did you have to uh, have shows that got canceled that were going to be rescheduled? Did you have to blank out your your calendar at a certain point and then start again? Uh, Tell us kind of how it affected you and how it affected your
4: area. It affected me pretty Pretty, well, it affected me, like, kind of, sort of, but, like, not, not so much about getting bookings because around that time, I was still training. And up until, I, I forget when COVID started. I think it was January 2020. Okay, March. well, Mar- March March is when everything shut down. But in January and February and March, I was still training. And then, you know, after you know, the government had shut down, yeah, of course, there, you know, there was a lot of shows that got shut down, but, like, probably in May or June, that's when I picked up on training again, and that's when I was finally able to have matches, you know, and me be confident, and, you know, me not mess up spots and stuff, and, you know, it it, it affected me, to a great deal, I guess you could say, because there was a period of time where i didn't I didn't get in the ring for like three months, you know, and th- then I was in between promotions and stuff, so I mean it was hard to find a promotion that I wanted to stay at, you know, and actually train there, you know but you know with with bert Prentice, you know I, god rest his soul I, I really appreciate what he done for me cuz he he did a great deal for me you know there there'd be times where i'd you know come in to train you know he'd offer <clears> me something <throat> to eat you know he'd you know take us out to eat you know wh- you know whatever you know whatever to suit your needs he was always there for you but yeah it, now, it, it did affect me
1: somewhat yeah uh, Mark joins our guest here. We're on eighty nine point one Kens FM. We got about uh, well, we got about fifteen minutes here, give or take a little bit. So now I'm also cur- kind of curious about uh, your finishing maneuver. You know, every every great wrestler has a great finishing maneuver. Tell us what is yours. Uh, what's it called? What's involved, and how devastating is it?
4: Um, well, I like to do an Olympic slam and then maybe a double underhook DDT. And then from there, if they don't kick out, I'll hit them with a Texas Cloverleaf submission. Um, I don't know. was pretty devastating to I me. Mean. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You want to find out? No.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but uh, Big Swing might. Uh, well, he, he's, he, he's not here to know, so what he don't know won't kill him, right? Or what you don't know, well, I'll kill you. i i
1: was i always like to uh, volunteer a big swing for stuff when he's not around that's always the that's always the best policy <laughs> uh Mark Jordan's our guest here we got uh well we got about fifteen minutes here uh with mark um and so we can do this here uh, if uh, our fans want to check you out and see it you gotta Facebook, uh, Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got?
4: Um, I've got TikTok. Uh, it's markjordan993 on the TikTok. Uh, you can check me out on there. I've got a few of my matches on there. I've also got a bunch of other unrelated funny stuff on there. Um, yeah, go check it out. You know, I, you know, besides, besides, you know, cutting promos at home, you know, by myself, you know, I love making videos and stuff and making people smile, you know, whether it's a laugh or whatnot, you know,
5: I love it. Well, I'll tell you what,
4: maybe, maybe on your TikTok, uh, you
1: can cut a promo on me and then we could use it as a, uh, uh, as a thing for our Facebook page. I think that'd be awesome.
4: I don't know, Scott. You may have to buy me a beer before I do that. <laughs>
1: well, well, actually, I don't know who the Scott guy is you're talking about. I, I go by Icon, but I don't know who the Scott guy is. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, the, isn't that your here. alter ego, Icon? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, Mark Jordan's our guest here. We've got about uh, 13 minutes here on 89.1 Kansas FM in Fargo, North Dakota. You know, so um, – Let's talk about uh, your schedule coming up. Uh, When is your next match? Where is it? Um, And do you know who you're going to be facing? And what's your your calendar like for the next couple weeks or months?
4: You know, my calendar has been very, very, very scattered because, you know, I just lost my mother. You know, I owe... The funeral home probably about two grand, which you know isn't much. I'll have that paid off by the end of the month. But you know, with, with my mother dying, you know, it kind of kind of interrupted my uh, you know will to travel. You know, because there there was a point of time where I was just taking care of her. I was only taking maybe one or two bookings, you know, a month. You know, and uh, well, anyway, did she... you ever get to see you, Russell? Yeah, she actually got to see me wrestle in May of my hometown. Yes. It was the only, it was the one and only match that she watched and she came she came with her sister and yeah, she watched me. We had probably about 20 matches that night. So we did, we didn't like we started at 7 at night, didn't get done until 12. Like there was just a lot of people there, you know, having matches. Wow. Yeah, a lot. That's awesome. There was a bunch uh, of people
3: there.
4: there. Yes, Reggie you're... B. Yes. Uh, ahead, Reggie sir. B. Fine was there. Uh, the turtle man from the uh, Discovery Channel was there. He was there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, you know, it's amazing, you know, these the small promotions that <clears> you go to end up having big names, you know, and you end up meeting, you know, some of these big names, and, you know, they'll help you out along the way. And, uh, you know, whatever you learn, you know you could you know use towards The future you know But right now you know I, I've mainly been wanting To go I, I've mainly want, Been wanting to wrestle out In Kentucky and wrestle out In Alabama more And maybe Arkansas I've done two shows in Arkansas That's it And, and
1: also well, you know, Georgia well, you know, I'll tell you what, the next time you do uh wrestle in Arkansas, uh, we'll have to get you in touch with Granny so that uh she can come be in the audience and uh you know, she can uh she can hold up her, her uh Granny loves Mark Jordan signs, you know. And, <laughs> yeah well, well
2: uh, it, honestly, you know, if he if he now if he's a hill that night icon, no, I'm gonna be giving that man grief. You know. Well, so that's, be, that's that's gonna my gonna job.
4: The, like, at the end well, of the
1: Mark the would say, Hey know. Mark, I'm over here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> at the end of the night you'll just you know, you'll know that I'm not a bad guy. You know you'll know that I'm a sweetheart and you'll you'll definitely be buying my T shirt at the end of the night. Guarantee. Well well, well we well we'll
1: we'll see,
2: we'll see, we'll see. Well Mark, we already love know about. that you're a good guy. That's what I loved about TCW, because I got to meet a lot of big-name people through that organization. I mean, because, you know, they did the TV tapings, and they always had me on the front row, sitting right in the center seat, facing the camera, because they knew that Granny would always interact with the wrestlers, whether they were heel or babyface. I mean... I remember remember the last show that they did, Um, it was an eight-man tag team match. It was Tommy Dreamer, King Shane Williams, Americos, and Scott Phoenix against Matt Riviera and the Empire. And it came down to Tommy Dreamer and Matt Riviera. And at the time, I was having to walk with a cane because I had not had my first knee replacement yet. And Tommy Dreamer grabbed my cane out of my hand and used it on Matt Riviera during the match. <laughs> wow! So and they're like, "Oh my God, he's got Granny Hulkster's cane!" You know, he he broke her cane. You know, and and I and I and I'm sure you 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 may or may not be familiar with the name of Brian Thompson, but he was no beautiful man. Bobby Eaton's booking agent when okay. Bobby was alive. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, of course, he was a commentator for TCW. And Brian's like, "Granny, what do you think you're doing? This is a fans bring your own weapons match." <laughs>
4: you, you know, and that was, you know, in- I told, I told King Shane Williams, I was like, "Man, you, you're going to have to stop laying in the tanning bed because if you don't stop laying in the tanning bed, you're going to burn up." In the ten bed, and you're gonna look like yeah, a Yeah, I,
2: I figured. I figured. I haven't seen. Uh, well, like I said, that was that was the last show that I actually got to see Shane Williams. at was the last, that last. Year. I haven't seen Shane in years. I miss getting to see him wrestle. So if you talk to him anytime soon, please tell him that Granny Hulkster from
4: Arkansas said hello. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> But yeah, he he's you know, he's very dark, and he he tells me he he says he doesn't lay in the tanning bed. He just does a lot of yard work, and I'm like, well, you need to you need to put sunscreen on or something, because you look like a a cheeto or something. <laughs> uh,
1: Mark joins our guest here. We got about uh, well, we got about uh, five minutes here left with Mark. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you'd ever want to come out this way, but uh, out here in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, we got a couple of promotions here that uh, I'd okay. like to get you hooked up with. Uh and uh I'll get you I'll get you hooked up with uh, uh the gentleman that runs that promotion and uh he was uh he was a guest on our show here a couple weeks back and uh he um he's always looking for he's always looking for guys to come out and uh, just think about this. You I I know I know you can you can win a match all by yourself, but I'll tell you what, if you come to Fargo you let the Icon be your in-ring manager, I guarantee you will not lose that match. I guarantee it.
4: Oh, I guarantee you not because you'll probably either hit him with a chain or hit him with a cane. And, uh, you know, the brass will, will not be looking. And, uh, well, what do you know? The guy's down. Next thing well, you know, you got to him
1: right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, actually, my finishing maneuver is the uh, junk punch him in the man business. <clears throat> And uh, it oh, always no. works best when the it's always works best when the uh, referee's back is turned, you know. Uh, i very I'll dirty. admit I'm a baby face guy. I'm a baby face guy, but I have X Pac heat. I'm sure you're familiar with that <laughs> term. I don't know where that comes from, but I have X Pac heat.
4: The one, two, three kid. Well, right, was, exactly. You know, before exactly. he was before he was uh, healed. Yeah,
1: yeah. You went from but, one, uh, two, three know, kid to six
4: to. Xbox, yeah. So what? So what are the pro- promotions that uh, uh, you're talking about in uh, Fargo? What are the name of the uh, promotions? Um,
0: you know, I've had uh, well, people
4: reach out uh, from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, but you know, with COVID going on, it'd probably be hard to make money. You know,
0: right. but that's not um, what
4: it's about. It's more about having fun, you know, and whatnot.
1: Well the uh the the one promotion here is uh Mania, and it's run Pup-a-mania. by uh yeah, it's run by Shad Hagen and um <clears throat> you know I'll I'll admit when it comes to uh when it comes to remembering things my short-term memory is is always lacking um again you remember who we had on a couple weeks ago um the promotion we had on a couple weeks ago do you remember that
2: yeah, I do, so, I mean, it was, um, oh gosh, I just drew a blank, oh. but yeah, I, um,
1: <coughs> I'll, I'll find it here real it quick, a, I just gotta look back, and, uh, just gotta look back in the notes real quick, bear with me one second, sorry.
4: That's what that's what happens when you have a, a short short term memory. So I, I I have one question for Granny. Um, oh yeah, okay. What, what 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 is your opinion on TV tapings? Would you say they're more enjoyable to watch, or they're not so much enjoyable to watch because the matches are shorter, or do you feel like everything's a little bit too choreographed? Or I mean, what's your opinion on TV tapings?
2: Well, now when TCW did their TV tapings, I mean, they did a pretty good job. Um, uh, Matter of fact, like I said, um, they still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock area, and they quit running in 2013. And I still, to this day, have people come up and ask me that see these. They're like, hey. Aren't you that lady from TCW? Aren't you granny? I mean, I love the TV tapings because I I got – well, I'm more than just your average wrestling fan. I really get involved, and I try to make it fun for the other fans because especially the heels, I mean – I'm not afraid to stand up to somebody when they get in my face and tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip or don't you have a curfew at the nursing home, you know? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm like, I'm not afraid to get in their face, you know, and, and you know, I, matter of fact, I, I, I hit a wrestler in the nose one night. Accidentally, of course, I grabbed my keys out of my purse and I had my keys in my hand and I made a fist and I... And I kind of bopped him in the nose with my fist. I said, "Baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building." <laughs> he ran off screaming. Oh
3: wow! But
2: I tell you, I loved the—I loved when when I would get the opportunity to go to TCW. I loved the TV tapings. I mean, it was so much fun. I mean, I—it was just—I had a blast. I mean but I, I always really enjoyed
1: the T V taping. Well, I
4: enjoyed well, behind, uh, being a part scenes, of it. Very, very Mark Jordan's disruptive. our
1: guest here. We got about uh we got about uh a minute and a half left here with Mark and uh uh it's below zero wrestling and uh, the pronouner's Nick stole. Uh I'll get you hooked oh, up yeah. with both of Nick. those guys. Yeah, we'll try and get we'll try we'll definitely try and get you up here uh and uh I I guarantee I'll definitely <coughs> help you win the match, uh whatever we need to do. Uh well, we have Mark Jones, our guest here. We've got about uh, uh, 60 seconds here left with uh, Mark. We do want to thank you, though, Mark, uh, for taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us tonight. And uh, I hope you like that cool collector's card that uh, we made for you. And uh, also, for our fans listening, uh, if you go to our Off the Rose page, you go to Ken's F- uh, FM page on uh, Facebook, uh, you like both pages, you automatically get qualified to win an autograph picture of a future guest, a current guest, or a future guest. Um, and if you say something nice about the icon on either page, I might let you pick out who uh, you can get an autograph from. Uh, Mark, if you could uh, send us a, a few goodies for giveaways, we would appreciate that. Whatever you can do, we can understand. If uh, you can only do a few or not at all, we'll understand that. But uh, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us, and uh, you have been awesome. Thanks, buddy.
3: Thanks, All Mark. right, Thank
1: you, Octon. Thank you, Granny. All right. All right. Mark Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, that was an interesting interview. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, so that I was I did, awesome. too. Alright, well I'll tell you what, we got an interesting uh we got an interesting guest coming up here. Uh he's waiting in the wings. We're gonna to go to him right quick here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is one half of the Cuban assassins. And I'm sure I'm gonna butcher his name. It's a cool name. He is Frank C. Brasing.
5: This is Frank Sieversing. You got it right, the Cuban Assassin. And you're listening to the Attitude Era, live on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Grammy Halster. I got that right. How are you, sir?
1: Good. Uh, how should I uh, how should I refer to you? Should I refer to you as uh, Mr. Assassin, or can I call you Frank? Or how would you like to be addressed, sir? Just call me Cuban or Frank would be great. It doesn't matter. All right, uh, Frank is our guest here. We're on live on Ken's FM eighty nine point one in Fargo, North Dakota. We got about twenty nine minutes. Uh, in a few minutes here, we got to pay some bills here for the station, but uh, we'll. Uh, We'll uh, go through the interview here a little bit, then we'll take a pause, and then we'll come back. So, uh, Frank, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we're going to ask you some uh, cool questions. How some fun with the interview.
5: Well, certainly. Like you said, I'm one half of the uh, uh, tag team Cuban Assassin. Uh, my partner, Angela Acevedo, uh, was the original Cuban Assassin 1. And when I t- t- uh, teamed up with him, and became the tag team we became Cuban assassin one and Cuban assassin two so we were the uh the first Cuban assassin tag team ever and uh you've uh you made your uh you made uh, several treks to different uh, promotions correct that's correct um, we wrestled uh, f- uh for Nick for and uh, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. We're also in the East Coast, uh, in New Brunswick, and uh and, uh, P. I. and Nova Scotia, as well as uh, in Montreal for Grand Prix Wrestling. There were so many uh, for, for uh, Johnny Powers in North Carolina there. Just too many to remember. Now, you... Uh, you mentioned that uh
1: you know being one half of the Cuban assassins uh you know you mentioned your partner Angel and uh you um you guys were uh partners together for how long Uh
5: I would say approximately uh hmm I would say about 18 years And uh, you you're currently retired now right Yes, sir, I'm I'm retired. Uh I am also in the Dane Minister now on uh travel worldwide, uh, speaking in conferences, uh teaching pastors and so on. But yes, I am uh retired uh, from resting.
1: Uh Frank the Cuban Assassin's our guest here. We're on eighty nine point one, Kens FM. We've got about twenty six minutes. Now uh being an, uh, being out of the ring and being an ordained minister, when you go up for speaking
5: events, do people
1: recognize you in public?
5: Yes, sir. Um, they always do. Uh, most of them uh, uh, are all fans. I would say, if not all of the pastors that I have come in contact with worldwide, um, they are all wrestling fans, believe it or not. And, and uh, if they don't recognize me right away, at some point in time, uh, it gets out that I was uh, uh, one half of the uh, Cuban assassin, and then, um, of course, they they remember, or they, they, their, their parents would remember, and they would say, "Oh, my my dad used to look at you on television, and so on." So, yes, I would say I'm um, very very easily recognized.
1: Now. Uh, I'm kinda of curious now, you know, uh believe it or not, uh a lot of people would tell you this that the icon has an ego. I don't know where they get that from, but uh now uh with uh when people recognize you when you're doing your speech engagement uh do you like uh and they want to talk to you about that do you like well, uh well, maybe you can talk about that after my little speech here, but uh, right now i'm I'm concentrating on this uh. How, how do you handle that when they when you're out of speaking engagement, but they want to talk to you about wrestling?
5: I I don't find that to be a problem at all. I mean, con- conversation is always important, and uh, uh, you like to engage with co- with people in whatever conversation they want to uh, uh, engage you with, and if they're interested in finding out about wrestling, of course. Uh, I always accommodate them, and they know what I do uh, after my uh, talks or my uh, lectures or whatever I'm doing. Uh, I always give time to uh, to the fans um, because uh, it's all about the fans. I love wrestling. Wrestling has been very good to me. And so whenever anyone wants to talk to me about wrestling, I'm always very, very happy to respond.
1: Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Frank. as our guest here. We got uh, twenty four minutes here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. So uh, before we go to Granny and have her ask questions, we're going to wait. We're going to we're going to pay some bills here for the station. But uh, I'm going to ask a few more questions. So now, um, being in the Cuban Assassins and one half of a very successful tag team, when you uh, when you and Angel started, uh, uh, did he come to you, or did you go towards him, or did a promoter put you guys
5: together? Actually, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory behind that. I was uh, wrestling in northern Ontario, and um, then uh, uh, I was asked to uh, wrestle in in a place called Thunder Bay uh, for Grand Prix wrestling. Then um, the promoter from the East Coast uh, wanted me to come down, and when I went out there, the Cuban assassin was already. Uh, well established uh as angel he had been there several years before I got there and so when I got there um the uh the uh, uh promoter Emile Duprey dupre um said i think you i want uh tag you guys tonight and uh, uh see how it'll work out rather than put me in a single match and that night uh when I, I met Angel, I actually went out to the cottage in Citiac, New Brunswick, and I met him and uh, was able to talk to him for a little bit. Sweet Daddy Siki, I don't know if you remember him.
0: He was the <coughs> one who
5: uh, took me down to to Angel, the Cuban assassin. And uh, we talked for a little bit, and he says, okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll team up tonight. And that night when we teamed up, we had a riot. As a matter of fact, the uh, referee... Uh, it was so it was so violent that they overturned his car, and of course the promoter uh, if you understand wrestling um uh, you have two types of fans: you have the fans that love uh, love the baby face, and you have the fans that love the heels and uh the fans that love the heels they get very emotionally involved in the in the matches. I was listening to granny uh when uh, when i was waiting on on the wings here and uh i i, I was uh, <laughs> chuckling you know, uh to see what she was saying about uh, uh confronting uh different wrestlers and even uh punching one in the nose uh, i i remember uh <laughs> an elderly lady uh <laughs> taking a high heel shoes and uh, she was so angry with me she whacked me on the head and put a hole in my head Come um, on! I'll tell well, you was there nice. were so many, so many. Well, you know, uh, that's part of the deal. You know, <laughs> people get emotionally involved. Uh, I have seen doctors and lawyers and and people who are well educated. You know, they come out there uh, to the matches. It's a therapy, and they they get very very emotionally involved in the in the matches. But I I was chuckling when I listened to Granny because I will tell you something. There are so many grannies. That used to come ringside, and we literally had to dodge them because they will confront you. Uh, and uh, you know, I had another granny pick up the chair. I, I don't know how in the world she was able to pick that chair up, and she whacked me in the head. I didn't see oh, coming. I was going around the ring. Uh, I was trying to get get away from. I, I don't know who who it was. I was wrestling, and uh, and walk right into this big chair whack me in the head. I almost knocked me out. It's a good thing, uh, you know. I, I collected myself, and and you know, uh, you 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 can't you can't uh, really react to to, to a Granny that's uh, that's getting so emotionally involved because that's the game, you know. And uh, afterwards, they were all so nice. After the matches, you know, they come up and sign autographs, and and the same people that that wanted to smack you or spit on you or do whatever they want to do are the ones that will come back and uh, ask for autographs. So, you know, fans are very interesting. Uh, uh, being a heel, you know, we love to to to, to get them going and, and, and to work crowd uh, so that they get emotionally involved <clears throat> the, the way they do. So the first match, um, they had a riot, literally a riot. Uh, the poor referee uh, uh, almost lost his car. And the promoter said, "You know what? I think I'm. I think you boys should uh, should tag team together. Uh, when I uh, tagged with uh, with Angel and I uh, became the Cuban Assassin, uh, when we took our publicity photographs, I was amazed at of the height and the the build and the 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 almost we almost looked like brothers, although we were not. Uh, uh, eventually." Uh, not only did we look like brothers, and sometimes look like twins, we uh, we did become brothers, and 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 he's still my brother. I I was able to to uh, hook up with him just recently, a couple of months ago. They had uh, uh, an evening with the with the legends, and um, they honored us. Uh, the The hard family honored uh, uh, the Cuban assassins, and and I told him make sure you you put living legends. Uh, so right um, exactly. I was able to hook up with my I was able to hook up with my partner again, Angel, who I hadn't seen in about uh, nineteen to twenty years, and it was so it was so so wonderful to 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 uh, uh, be able to to spend that time with him, and I treasured it much because, um, in my opinion, Angel Acevedo, the Cuban assassin number one, is the best worker the best wrestler ever. Ever. ever ever bar none uh
1: frank is our guest here we got about uh 17 minutes here we're going to take a little, quick little time out we're going to pay a few bills and then we'll be right back to you so if you guys want to just pause for a second we'll be right back hold on
0: a second Earlier this year, the estate for Skip Jones of Fergus Falls donated a collection of electric and acoustic guitars to 89.1 KENS FM. These guitars are to be auctioned off and the proceeds used to help defray the operating costs of the station. Skip was an accomplished blues musician and was a big fan of the station and the auction is going on right now. You can bid by going to our webpage www.kensfm.com and follow the link to the auction. The auction ends October 16th with a live-streamed broadcast of the final bids for the guitars, so get your bid in now. The donation also includes a number of guitar amps, including a Fender Blues guitar amp, plus numerous stereo speakers and amplifiers, DVD players, mini disc players, and cassette players. And there's also a lot of CDs, cassettes, and DVDs for auction, too, but these will all be auctioned off at a later date. But be sure to get to our web page right now for the option link and get your bid in. I
3: like the of my
0: Thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. Deeks
6: Pizza, 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Great tasting pizza made from scratch daily, perfect for lunch or those late night munchies. Two convenient locations in Fargo and West Fargo, all at the same number, 701-235-0708. Again, Deeks Pizza at 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Deeks Pizza, Fargo and West Fargo. Ordering is easy
1: online at DeeksPizza.com or with the Deeks Pizza smartphone
0: you're listening to 89.1 ken's fm knmz holly fargo moorhead independent public radio for fargo moorhead and the valley also on the web at www.kensfm.com and
1: we're back here and we want to thank uh ken bartz uh he's the owner of the radio station and he's the head of bartz engineering he's a great guy if you have uh if you have a radio issue that uh, you need fixed, um, call Bart's Engineering uh, and also be tuning into 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, well, here's what we're going to do here, uh, Frank. Uh, we're going to bring Granny on. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you've been whacked in the head by uh, several Grannies. Uh, Granny just has – she doesn't use a chair. She uses a cane. So, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Uh, we have, well, uh, 14 minutes. Go ahead.
2: Well, I've never hit anybody with my cane, you know. Now, like I said, I had Tommy Dreamer take my cane out of my hand one time at a TCW show and use it on his opponent, but, you know. But I've never hit anybody with a cane, you know. But, um, you know, and and I'm 59 years old. Now, I can share a little funny story with you. There was a company called Arkansas Pro Wrestling, that ran here in Arkansas, and we had a wrestler by the name of Angel Medina. He wrestled for ECW at one time. He was known as the Kingpin. He, you know, big, black, bald-headed wrestler. He was picking on this sweet little old lady that night at the show, and I said, Angel, I said, why don't you leave that sweet little lady alone, and why don't you come pick on somebody your own size? Why don't you come pick on Granny? So we had a little tug-of-war with my cane, but I never used it on him. But I I love interacting with the wrestlers. I love making it fun for all the other fans because I'm not afraid to stand up to anybody. So I guess one of my questions to you is, sir, what was one of your most challenging and exciting matches that you and your partner ever had in your wrestling career? And who was it against?
5: That's a very good question, Granny. And uh, uh, just uh, before answering that question, uh, i got to tell you a quick little story. Um, I, I remember there was a, a, another granny who did <clears throat> whack me with a cane and i took that the key from her and <laughs> that was I her. Took the cane from her and began uh, to beat my opponent at that time uh i uh, i think it w- w- who was it i think i think it was uh, uh one of one of the hart brothers or, or it might have been uh, it might have <clears> been, <throat> been um, um uh a fellow in montreal it, well I, exactly it was fellow in montreal I think it was the, the UFO, uh, and so I took the cane and, and began to chase him with it, and of course, you know that made her even more angry because I took a cane and I was beating on her on her, on her, on her, on her boy. But afterwards, uh, she came uh, after the match. She came up and she gave me a big hug, and she said, "I'm so glad you didn't break my cane." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know I think she was well, that, That's all she was interested in That the cane wasn't going to get broken I said, you didn't mind if I broke his head She said, no She said, I was just concerned about my cane But uh, give me a well, big the, hug And tell her to be quite fine My fan. cane
2: was one of those My cane was one of those fold-up ones And when Tommy Dreamer He was walking away After using it on Matt Riviera he was swinging it, and it looked like he broke it. You know, because it was one of those fold-up ones. And they're like, "Oh my God, he broke Granny's cane!"
5: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> to answer but, your question, your your, pre- your previous question, because uh, it's such a great question, uh, I gotta tell you, um, every opponent that you get in the r- with the ring, you have to give them the respect. And um, oh yes, every opponent has a different a different style, a different. Uh, a way of wrestling and so you know it's very difficult to say who was the best or who was the worst but i'll tell you we had some hellacious matches against uh uh i don't know if you remember uh dino bravo and gino Hell Brito yes. in montreal uh, dino was yes. uh, just a young upcoming uh uh superstar at that time and we had some fantastic matches with him we had some fantastic matches with uh with uh uh people like um like uh uh edward capoccia in montreal who is a great great icon um oh there were just so many many matches that we had with with good opponents you know and the matches is as good as the opponent that you wrestle and um you always give respect to everyone so uh, it's hard to to really uh rate who is oh. the best and who is not the best um uh, you, you 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 like to give respect to every single one but i would i would say Gino Brito and uh, Dino Bravo uh, we we had some fantastic matches with them and uh, also in 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 uh in North Carolina with Johnny Powers <clears throat> and Nick Carlo, we had some good matches with them so uh when we were in, in Calgary, we had some fantastic matches against uh, some, some some like the Hart brothers you know the Hart Foundation and all the oh, yeah. other wrestlers that came by, uh, um, there, were, there were some just uh, fantastic, fantastic workers that came in the ring. And we everybody that came in against the Cuban Assassin always had good
0: matches, I'll tell you that much.
1: We have awesome. uh, the Cuban Assassin's our guest here. we got about nine minutes here left with prank. Uh, now, uh, you've... Um, the the Community Assassins have also uh, sparked a uh, few other, um, I don't know how you want to say it, a uh, couple spin-offs. But uh, with, uh, with that being said, you know, uh, we had um, we had an uh, individual on our show. Uh, I'm sure you know. His name is Richie Acevedo, and uh, he's been on our show a couple times. I'm sure you're familiar with him, right? I think you uh, taught
5: him everything he knows, right? Richie, Richie is uh is the son of uh, Angel Acevedo. And, uh, yes, yes, fantastic wrestler, fantastic wrestler. Good, 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 good boy. Um, uh, Of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's just a chip off the old block off of Angel, and Angel is just a fantastic wrestler. And uh, his son turned out to be just as good a wrestler, so I have to give him his dues. Uh, Granny, I want to tell you something uh I, I will tell you uh the 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 the, mo- the toughest match that we ever had was uh against Andre the Giant I don't Oh know if wow you remember Andre the Giant yes mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah, oh, yes
5: mhm uh that would have to be the, the the toughest because there's not much you could you know you could do i you know the only person that ever body slam mm-hmm. him was uh, the Hulkster you know not not the Hulk that uh hosting the show. But uh uh the Hulk. And so yep. um I I would read him as one of the one of the the hardest matches.
2: Oh yeah. No definitely no doubt about
1: that. I mean Uh, the Cuban Sams is our guest here. We have uh Frank is our man here. We got about uh we got about seven minutes here left. So now With, uh, with your career, you know, uh, you know, you guys made stops and obviously the WWE and WWF at the time, WCW, uh, is there any promoter that you work for? And I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but is there any promoter that you work for that you wish that you
5: didn't work for that that didn't really treat you guys correctly? Oh, there's a a long list of, uh, promoters that uh, we work for that, uh, you know sometimes we are self seeking and uh I didn't always treat the boys uh uh the way they should be treated but i'll tell you i'll tell you um um uh, my partner and I had such good integrity and we were um we were always a a, a a a crowd um we drew the crowds, so the promoters uh always treated us good because um they knew that we could we could make them money, and they knew when the Cubans got in the ring, they had a good show, and so they always treated us pretty good. They, you know, there were some that you know were kind of tight, you know, and but but most for the most part I would say that they because they wanted us to be on uh, on the show and uh, or do the main event stuff like that, and we always drew crowds. They always treated us good.
1: Uh the Cuban Assassins are guest here. We got about uh five minutes here left with uh Frank. Now uh you uh you you did uh, do uh you had a lot of success in uh, Stampede Wrestling, so you uh you obviously worked on for Stu Hart, correct? That's correct, sir. Yes. Yes we did.
5: No uh, several years.
1: Did 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 you I'm sure you got to meet uh, a lot of the Hart family. Did you get to go to the Hart home?
5: Yes, sir. We did uh, uh, visited the dungeon. You probably heard about the dungeon. And right. yes, sir. We 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 certainly did.
1: And uh, you know, I I I usually do a good uh, Stu Hart impression, but uh, uh, with <laughs> I have a cold right now, so I really can't do it. You know, but eh um,
3: uh, 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 <laughs> Well, I think uh, uh,
1: I'm sure you. To give it a try. Yeah, uh,
3: uh, uh,
1: I
5: think it'll come yeah. out pretty good. Well,
1: like you said, Well, if you wanted to try me, why didn't you try me?
5: <laughs> 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 he was quite. He was quite the guy. I tell you something. Uh, uh, the, some of the big ones, the good ones, uh, you know, went down in the dungeon. I, 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 I remember uh, Terry, uh, the Hulk, the, the Hulk went down there, and he said, "No, no, 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 I'm not going to get in there with you." Uh, the, uh, Stu was uh, known for uh, for uh, putting the guys through some real tough uh, scenarios there. So, yeah, uh, very very nice man to work for. treated us really well. Um, uh, very very famous family. All of the boys, the, the 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 hard boys, were young guys when we were there wrestling. Um, they worked hard for the father. Setting up the ring and traveling and so on. As a matter of fact, when we went back for the night of the legends, uh, I was able to meet uh, all of the 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 hard boys and spend some time with them, hours talking about days on the road. And uh, uh, but I'll tell you something: they always always treated us good, always had good uh, respect for us because uh, we were good workers for them. Stu was just an icon. Good man, good man, good family. Uh, we have the um,
1: we have the uh, Cuban assassins, I guess. Here we got uh, just uh, we got a few minutes here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. Uh, <clears throat> now, for our fans, regular fans that listen, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you go to Ken's FM eighty nine point one page on Facebook. Uh, you give a like to both of those pages. Uh, you get automatically entered into our December giveaway drawing, and uh, you can win a uh, an autograph from a past guest, uh, maybe a current guest or a future guest. It all depends on uh, what we get in, and I know that uh, Frank is going to uh, help us out with a few, uh, so uh, whenever you can do that for us, Frank, we do appreciate it. And uh, you know, we do want to thank you for uh taking time out of your schedule. But before we let you go here, if our fans wanted to find you and check you out and maybe go to one of your uh one of your speeches, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got?
5: Yes, sir, we uh we are on uh, on uh Facebook and uh um if you look up the Cuban Assassins uh on Facebook uh uh, or you, you look up Blaze ministries, either one of those. Um, you, you go to one, it'll take you to the other. Uh, they can uh, uh, look us up there. We put in a whole bunch of uh, videos of uh, previous matches that we had there. And, of course, uh, uh, it's all about the fans. So I'd be very, 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 very happy to uh, send you whatever uh, you need, uh, some autographed pictures, and memorabilia that uh, – uh, maybe you could use for giving away to the fans because we owe it all to the
0: fans.
1: And the other cool thing, uh, uh, Frank, is uh, now you can believe this or disbelieve this, but the reason why you and your partner were one of my all-time favorite tag teams because Angel and I share the same birthday. We were both born on January 27th. It was obviously a great day.
5: Well, 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 isn't that nice? Ah. So you could have been been one of the the Cuban assassins then. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, if you're born in January, what else are you going to be? You're either going to be a snow bunny here in North Dakota, or you're going to be a
5: Cuban assassin. (laughs) What else are you going to do? (laughs) Yes, well, that's very nice uh, that you shared the the same birthday with him. Um, I'm I'm surprised that you remembered his birthday. Well, well, of course, it's your birthday, too, so no wonder. That's nice. Well, that's, that's
1: nice. Uh, well. That, well, that's why I remember it because we we have the same birthday. That's why. You know, I always look for wrestlers that were born in January, and that's who I cheered for.
5: Oh, I see. Well, uh, it was it was. Uh, I have to really thank you for being such a great fan then. And uh, again, like I said, the the, the fans were were is the ones that uh we were there for and we owe it all to the fans. Uh have high respect for the fans and uh um I wanna thank you so much for for having me on your show and um want everybody to know that uh it was a joy and a pleasure to work for the crowds and and as you know I'm a minister right now so I just wanna know I wanna leave a good word with everybody that uh you know, um God loves you, and Christ died for you, and uh, he's coming back soon, so make sure you're ready to receive, see him when he comes back, okay? Love you guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And, um, sir, uh, it's such a joy talking to you. Uh, you can call me anytime, and I'll be there for you, okay? Thanks, Frank. Oh, oh Thanks, can Frank. I want to say bye to Granny. Granny, love yeah. you. <laughs> nice Thanks, talking Frank. To you. Nice talking Alrighty. to you thank too. You.
1: Uh-huh. All right, the Cuban assassin Frank Siebensing was with us here. We want to thank him for taking time out of schedule. You're awesome, Frank. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. All right, so I'll tell you what. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move right on here. Uh, I've been waiting for this uh, one for a long time. Uh, uh, I actually booked him several months ago, as a matter of fact, six months ago, and uh, he's, a, uh, he's a TV guy, and uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, got a, he's got a TV series that he's going to talk to us about, and, uh, uh, and I'm going to try and hopefully uh, eventually snag a roll on that said TV series. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping onto the green room and walking down the aisle, I give you our next guest. He is James Bessines. Hey, this is James Bessines. You're listening to Attitude Era
6: Live on 89.1 KNFM with your host, I, the icon, Big Swing and Granny Holster. How are you guys doing? Good.
1: Good. How, how, how are, are you, James? Good to have you. I'm doing?
6: doing great. I was uh, so excited to finally get to sit down and uh, do this interview with you guys.
1: You know, and I, I do apologize for uh, mispronouncing your name, just so uh, just so I got it yeah, through okay. my head. How do you pronounce your last name again? Bacinas. Bacinas, All right, uh, James that's Bacinas, right. our guest. You're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got 39 minutes, and we're gonna have some fun here. Uh, here's what we're gonna do here, real quick. If you wanna give us a quick little background about yourself, and then I'm gonna ask <clears> you some <throat> questions, and we'll go to Granny, and I'm gonna try and beg to be in uh, your your TV project. So uh, go ahead, give us a little background. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, sure. Um I
6: uh well I'm forty two years old right now. Uh, I I feel like I'm a lot older than that, but that's only because of my uh seven and a half years in the army. They uh, kinda age you a little bit physically. <laughs> but anyways, uh the uh yeah, as I said I served seven and a half years in the army, I uh got uh injured in Iraq and um uh ended up getting med boarded out of the military, didn't know what to do with my life. I was like, What in the world am I gonna do? Uh so uh, um, it was kind of funny uh, listening to uh, your last guest a little bit. Uh, I'm actually an, also an assistant pastor here at our church, so uh, I uh, was here working at the church, not sure what to do with my life, and but I uh, decided to help upgrade their uh, audio system. And in the process of upgrading their audio system, I uh, I figured out about broadcasting, and I. Uh, decided to do a little bit with broadcasting, uh, and uh, I uh, started with audio broadcasting. Then I went over to uh, adding a camera to our uh, broadcast since we started broadcasting to YouTube, and I decided to take the camera and go out and do a promo video. I fell in love with that uh, that uh, line of work. So I said, i got to go to school for this. i got to do this. So I went to school uh, for film and TV. I also went to school at the. Uh, I went to uh, took courses on how to do radio on the on the in the same school. When I got finished with that, I uh, uh, one of the students there. He uh, went to an audio school, so I talked to him about that. So I decided to go to audio school. I went got my audio engineering uh, certificate on that. And then I finished up uh, with my G.I. bill, uh, getting a game design um, uh, degree. Uh, well, uh, this I said 2019 was when uh, we had a actors conference, because uh, uh, you know I'm also an actor. so I went into uh, the Actors conference, and uh, we were talking about a lot of different things. I actually uh, uh, turned in some auditions for uh, the uh, guests that were there, the different uh, scouts and everything. And after going through all that, I, I wasn't uh, sure if I was going to ever get called back, but I actually got a Hollywood agent who called me back and said that she absolutely loved my uh, my auditions. She said she would uh, hire me uh, or take me on uh, as a, to put me into shows if I had more on my uh, resume in the process of sitting down and talking with her, she talked to me about what type of uh, actor she thinks I could be and everything. And that is where my TV series was born right there with her, because she talked to me about how she thinks that, um, I could be this, uh, uh, drill sergeant or, uh, bodyguard or, Something along those lines, but she also said that I could also play like this unassuming dad type. So we came up with, she came up with an idea that she thought it'd be cool if I was like an unassuming dad type, and uh, but yet like some type of serial killer or something like that. Uh, I modified it to uh, be an assassin, and that's where the TV show came about. And uh, we tried shooting the pilot just this uh, last February uh... things got a little messed up a little bit we got it rewritten and we're looking to uh... shoot it next year now so and that's where we're at right
1: now. uh... uh... james Messina this is our guest here we got uh... 34 minutes here with uh... james now uh... we're going to talk about a, a few of your projects uh... but uh... before yes, we do that and then before i uh... try and uh... uh con my way into uh... maybe doing a guest appearance <laughs> or something in one of your episodes uh, we're gonna have uh, Granny come on here real quick. We'll have her ask a few questions, and uh, I'm going to uh, beg and plead and do whatever I can to get on the set. So go ahead, <laughs> Granny. James, James, be, best, best is we had 34 uh, minutes on 89.1 Ken's FM, Fargo, North Dakota. Go ahead, Granny.
2: Well, what was your most favorite reasoning for wanting to get into, you know? broadcasting television. I mean, what did, what made you decide you wanted to, to do something like that with your career? Well, as I said, when I got out of the military, I was just
6: kind of lost. I didn't know what to do. I, I I'm sure you probably talked <laughs> to some military people and they always say, you know, they hate going back, they, they dread going back into civilian life because, you know, <laughs> it's not military. Uh, and uh, that was kind of the way I felt. But when I actually did the um, that promo video, I just fell in love with it. And also acting has kind of been something that I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Uh, going in and actually uh, doing that and going to school, learning how to uh, film, how to uh, mm. do lighting, how to do audio, how to set, a, uh, run a set, how to uh, set up a, a whole stage and everything like that. It, it was just such an amazing process and being able to tell stories I love telling stories of you know and being able to get you to feel a certain way or getting you to uh, see a story and just you know be entertained and that's kind of kind of my heart in that manner and you know I have a lot of stories uh, and I've, I've mentioned this to a few people but uh, you know I've got I think about Forty seed scripts uh sitting in my uh on my computer right now and uh wow. since since i've talked with uh, uh scott uh, just uh a few months ago when we uh set this up i actually have two other scripts that were uh pushing forward and uh, making sure they're getting written so that we can get ready to shoot them i've got one that is uh A faith-based script uh, about uh, uh, a trial. I've got one patriotic script, which is one that I'm absolutely in love with, and that is I want to tell the story of the Star-Spangled Banner. And then I've got. Wow, that's awesome. uh, Yeah, and then we got this TV series in which that I'm uh, trying to push forward and get get moving forward. I've got my uh, assistant director, who she's. Totally busy, so I'm trying to work it out with her to uh, figure out a time when we can actually start shooting this and try to get something that we can um, turn in to uh, investors so that we can uh, push forward with the series and uh, uh, make something that everybody will love to watch and hopefully re-watch over and over again.
2: Well, that's awesome, uh, and thank you for your service, by the way. My brother, he it was, was my – my honor. He was twenty plus years in the Army before he got out on a medical discharge, you know because of his knee but um, right so definitely
1: thank you for your service and
2: thank that was you for honor. what you
1: did and uh Jeff was seen our guest here we're on eighty nine point one kens f m we got about thirty minutes if uh Ames can uh uh, take my groveling and pleading here for the next 30 minutes, but uh, before we before we do that, uh, you know, uh, I've seen some promo pictures of you, and I hope you don't take this comparison the wrong way, but uh, you know, back in the day, uh, you, it uh, looks like you could have been a stunt double for Steven Burkhoff back in the day. <laughs> well,
6: that's not the worst I've heard.
1: <laughs>
6: uh, uh, the, uh, I, I've had I had one kid at a at a store that I worked at. He said that I looked like the guy from Blues Clues when I was a lot skinnier.
1: <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking <clears> at your <throat> promo pictures. I, I want to go over a few of your projects, and we're going to talk about the main projects you're working on. And we'll talk about your future projects, and then uh, uh, we'll we'll go over uh, what I want to. Uh, uh, what uh, we want to do to let you know that I'm always available. Uh, first off, I want to talk about uh, one of your projects, uh, Operation Resist. Uh, it was in 2019, and you you, you played right. a Nazi soldier, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Now, uh, yeah, you I... should have won an Oscar for that.
6: <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what's funny, though, is that I, I got that position – Because I had other jobs, Uh, the director wanted to put me into a a bigger position, but because he actually hired me to be the audio supervisor for that film, uh, he said, I can't uh, commit you uh, to in front of the camera as much as I want to, but uh, we're going to put you somewhere because I didn't know you could act. I was like, well, I appreciate that, (laughs) so at least I got to be in the film
1: that way. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, we have James uh, Messina as our guest here, and we're on 89.1 KENS FM. We have uh, 28 minutes. Now, uh, another project I want to talk about, then we're going to talk about the main project. Uh, actually, I think you're probably doing this one right now. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about Empty Walls? Uh, that one was actually a... Uh a
6: student film and I, I spent two days working on it. And that was another one where I, I got another position working on it from my main position. I was just a background, uh, uh, actor. I, if you watch the short, uh, film that the student made, you'll see that I'm just kind of sitting in the background. I do mean, Maybe not. I'm probably too blurry in the background, but I'm sitting back there filling in the background. And then of course he found out I know how to do lighting. So I ended up uh, doing lighting for him and, uh, he uh he may, uh credited me as a gaffer for the uh show too.
1: Uh James so. is our guest here. We're on eighty nine point one Kansas FM live here at Fargo, North Dakota. Now uh the one uh the one project that I, I'm really curious to talk to you about is uh unsuspected. And uh I believe this is gonna be a TV series, is that correct? That is correct. And uh you uh You you said you started filming it, then you had to halt, or what happened? Or what's going on with the project? Well, not to
6: talk down about anybody, so I will just kind of be kind of generic with it. We had some issues with uh, certain people, and uh, it actually messed up the whole show. So uh, the four days of shooting, the hours of film that we uh, recorded had to be scrapped, because none of it was was any good uh because of uh some issues that we had and um so i took the uh the whole project and said what am i going to do with this now uh, my my writer who uh, helped write that uh, the pilot uh ended up uh because of the whole covid thing ended up having to work you know double hours so he said i can't do this project anymore have to step back i'm like okay so what am i going to do now so i was uh went on a a facebook uh film uh, group page and i was able to acquire another writer and he himself actually is uh getting ready to shoot a film and i i can't remember exactly what state it's in right now but i'm supposed to go over there help him uh direct the film there and then once we're done with that he's going to help me get the uh, pilot shot next year but uh uh, being able to work it out with him. He actually rewrote the whole pilot, and um, honestly, I think it was the best thing that happened to my show because the pilot that we had uh, originally and we tried to shoot, it was okay, and uh, I think that it would have passed for an independent film, but I think this one now is going to be able to uh, compete with the big boys uh, out on the main screen, though. So
1: now do you uh do you want to uh eventually launch this uh on, on network on the networks like uh, NBC CBS or ABC's it or the Box
6: well that that's uh kind of my ultimate goal uh right now where i've got a slot saved in Amazon to be able to put it on Amazon Prime uh i uh plan on you know teasing people with it on YouTube you know i've got i've got some plans on getting it out there plus then my assistant director knows some people, uh, and uh, my writer knows some people who might help distribute the film to make it get into uh, those industries. So,
1: And, uh, you know, what's interesting is uh, one of the... Uh, I know one of the uh, individuals that uh, uh, was in the original pilot, um, <laughs> and uh, is, is uh, he's actually the son of uh, a boss of mine that I had back in, back in the day, uh, McTighe, if you remember uh john yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in
6: fact i just talked with john the other the other day and uh told him that uh we got the i explained to him that we got the pilot rewritten and that uh we're going to be hopefully shooting next year hopefully he'll be available to shoot that with me again so
1: and are, are you able to reveal where are you plan on shooting
6: uh well we're planning to shoot in phoenix right now i know my uh rider's trying to convince me to move Uh, The shoot out to where he's at, Uh, but I think right now Phoenix is actually kind of my goal because I I like the environment of the desert. Uh, We might uh, bounce between uh, you know places in Arizona and uh, Nevada because we do have some uh, like uh, casino scenes and stuff like that. And then uh, we got you know without revealing too much, we've got a lot of different things that we have planned, and, uh, you know, just got to pray that we can hit all our marks, you know.
1: Uh, James Messina is our guest here. We have uh, about 23 minutes here on 89.1 KENS FM live in Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, now our our fans are listening, know this was coming. So, uh, you know, and and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, but, you know, you're always looking for people – uh, I'm sure to be extras and, uh, you know,
3: mm.
1: whatever. Uh, but uh, I would like to throw my name in the ring for you. As they say, <laughs> this is a wrestling show. But uh, I would do anything to be part of uh, your show. Um, I mean, uh, if you want, I'll come out to the set. I'll carry your bags for a week. I'll go get your <laughs> cappuccino from Starbucks. Uh, I'll be your bodyguard. I can take a bowl at once uh you know i'll shine your shoes uh you know um i'll go fetch coffee for the camera guys whatever you need i'm willing to do whatever you need so i can get uh some type of uh, part in this thing well i mean i i don't have a problem with
6: that i'm always, as I, as you said you know i'm always looking for extras and uh, some of the big scenes that we're going to have are going to require a lot of people we um i'll i'll give you a, a sneak preview on one of our scenes um, the scene goes like this. Uh, my character, his uh, name, name is John, is driving down the road. And as he's driving down the road, all these, the people on the side of the road just stop and just start staring at him as he's driving down the road. Well, it's kind of a creepy feel because it's just everybody's standing on the side of the road staring. And, you know, the streets are crowded. And I come to a stoplight and stop. And I'm looking around, seeing at all these people staring at it at me. I get out of the out of the car to go see what's going on, and everybody just turns and walks away. And then I get in the car, drive forward, and I'll let you watch the show to find out what happens next.
1: So, and uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a couple, uh, you know, like I said, I know don't want to reveal too much, but. Uh, you know, a, a perfect scene, uh, like and you know, I'm not bragging here. Of course, I kind of am. I'm trying to put myself over. <laughs> but uh, if right. you were to put me in this uh, scene, even as an extra, I here's what I would do. I would rent out the Fargo Theater. You could show the episode on the screen. I'd get people there. I I'd, I'd, I'd get it out there. You know, I mean, people say I have an ego. I have no idea where that comes from. I, you can tell I don't have an ego. But, you know, I, I, I think it would be great if uh, you'd give me the opportunity. I'll, like I say, I'll be willing to do anything I can to that make that happen.
6: You know, honestly, uh, I do have a part that you actually look like you could fit. And we have a guy that's going to be our – one of our uh, main bad guys. He has a a twin brother, and you actually kind of look like him. So you might actually be able to fit the bill as a twin brother.
1: I'll, I'll take it. Uh, and like <laughs> I say, uh, I'll do whatever I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll, I'll even drive all night to get out there, uh, James. But well, uh, you don't Bastinas mind this, is a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs>
6: I, I was going to say, as long as you don't mind dying in the pilot, that's that's. Uh,
1: well, you know, I, I was gonna I was gonna mention something about that. Then. Now, if uh, I was just gonna say before you mention I was, I was gonna say that if there's a scene where the icon gets taken out, I guarantee more people in Fargo, North Dakota would want to tune in to watch that happen than you than you can believe. I mean, I'm a great guy. Well, uh, I got Pac heat, but you know, if uh, if it's a character that gets that, that dies, hey! <laughs> I guarantee everybody in Fargo, North Dakota, and North Dakota will be watching that. Say, hey, the icon's about to get his. <laughs>
6: yeah, well, as far as uh, we've got it planned so far, this twin brother gets assassinated by me at
1: the towards the end of the episode. So, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. If 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 you want to put me down for that role, I'll take it. Well, I'll hold you to that. All right, I, I'll, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take it. No problem. Uh, I just want to read the, uh, the plot summary real quick, and then you can tell me if this is accurate or not. Uh, an unassuming <clears throat> man with wife and two kids with one on the way seems to live an ordinary life, but really he's an assassin. How does he keep it a secret from his wife? Who knows? He hates violence, but it's what is known as is good at using unconventional means to obtain info. That's uh sounds
6: about right. We might we did we did a little bit of uh tweaking to the character. Uh as far as the family goes, uh it may stay the same. We're not sure yet, but uh we did do a little bit of tweaking since I've written that. But yeah, that's uh pretty close to what we're uh, looking at. Um, and there is a twist once we get to episode 6. Uh we we've got the whole 12 episodes uh Laid out of what we we're wanting to do, we've got a twist in episode six, so you're going to want to follow the whole episode so you can hit that twist and you can say that was unsuspected.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, uh, James seeing, sorry Yes, here we got 17 minutes, and I I wish it was uh, we had 17 more years with you, and hopefully, uh, you know, when you guys start you you start shooting, we we can get you on again to talk about it, but. Uh, Real quick here, uh, our fans listening, if you go to uh, Off the Ropes on Facebook or Kansas FM, you like both pages, you automatically get qualified for our December giveaway show where uh, you can win an autograph from a future guest, a current guest, or a past guest, depending on uh, what we have available. And I'm sure that uh, uh, James will help us with that. Now, um, so now you – when when you came up with the idea for uh unsuspected uh is it uh i'm kind of looking at this is it is it more like a gangster type series actually it's i'm hoping uh, my
6: my my inspiration for the style and everything is uh the uh, expendables that's kind of what i'm looking at uh, but this is a a family guy who runs a legitimate business, but you know kind of underground he is trying to make this uh country a better place and you know without going into revealing uh, the plot and everything we it becomes uh a big uh task and uh, kind of an important uh part of our country to try to uh improve our country.
1: That's awesome. Uh, James Machine is our guest here and we're on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. Now uh let's talk a little bit about uh, some other if you if you if you want to discuss it, I'll understand if you you don't want to reveal too much, but uh what other kind of projects you have uh waiting in the wings? Uh well
6: I, you know there there is excuse me, there is one project that I just finished working on that wasn't it wasn't my project it uh, was a Hollywood project that I got to work on. Uh, all I could tell you is the the um, the TV show that it was i can 't tell you any more than that but i I got to be uh, beyond Westworld for uh, as a background actor, which I, I think is pretty cool I, I liked the show uh, so I was able to uh, be a part of that. Um, right now, uh, I've, as, as I said, you know I've got the other two scripts uh, being written right now. Um, one of the scripts I'm writing, another one I have a, a lady writing for me, and then this one just got finished. He's starting to work on the second uh, episode now. and uh, uh, So those are my three main projects that I'm working on right now. Uh, then I've got the, uh, his project that we're getting ready to work on. Uh, he's, uh, his project is called Insidious, and um, we are, he asked me to come out and direct uh, his, the show for him because he's also going to be acting in that one too, and he needs need someone to come out and be able to direct it while he's you know, doing the show. So I get to be out and be co-director for him uh, when he does that show, and that's hopefully hopefully within the next month or two.
1: So let's say that someone uh, had a uh, had a great idea for uh, for a TV pilot, uh, or a or a script for a movie, and they approach you saying, "Would you help out with a project, or uh, could you do uh, could you help give some ideas?" Uh, if someone wanted to approach you with uh, with a project like that, how how do you handle it? What uh, what do you do, or what advice do you give? Uh, well, it just depends on the project
6: and uh, h- uh, how they approach me. If, uh, if you send me an email, you know, I'll uh, usually I'll get back pretty quickly because uh, you know, right now I've I've hit a lull in uh, a, in a lot of different things. So, you know, if you if someone comes to me now, I could probably get back to them with that day. And you know, I I would uh, I've had people send me scripts, I've read read over them, and you know gave them some feedback. Uh, uh, if it's something that I'm willing to shoot, you know I I would uh, talk to you about you know seeing what we could do about shooting it. Uh, biggest uh, uh, part of shooting is getting the funding. We got to figure out how we can get funding for it. Uh, if, if you uh, wanted to. Uh, Uh, make suggestions towards uh anything i i'm i'm pretty much open and i am a person that likes to help i like to be a part of things so it's you know i'm uh i really want to push forward with my film and audio production companies Uh, in fact uh my companies are jb entertainment incorporated jb films and land production studios and um My goal is to take those companies and make them big so that I can do just what you said, where people can come to me and say, hey, I got this uh, script. Uh, Can you help me? And I can hopefully be able to uh, go over it, and if we can shoot it, we'll help uh, shoot it for them, uh, work through all the process of getting it uh, made and produced and whatever is needed. As of right now we're kind of, i'm kind of a new company, so getting um, getting it off the ground would be a little bit harder right now, but i still ha i'm still open you know if 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 you had a script you know we i would be willing to sit down and talk about what we could do with it and and um, and uh see if we can get it into film festivals or whatever to get uh the funding so we can uh make it uh, a full full fledged project
1: uh James Bassin is our guest here. We got uh eleven minutes here left with uh James. Uh well actually might uh, a little more before we gotta uh pay the bills for the station. But uh with um now let let me ask you this. Now and you know, as as a as a director, you know, and as a as a film producer, I mean you 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 know, you don't wanna hurt somebody's feelings, uh, you know, uh but you have to have that honest factor. Like mm-hmm. uh Let's say that someone sends you a script and you read it, it's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, uh, it's good, but, you know, get back to me, you know. Or or you just like brutally honest with them saying, uh, you know, this, this needs some help?
6: Well, I can give you an example of that because I had one like that. I had a guy who sent me a script. I read through it. I mean, it was a decent script, but I didn't like it. Myself, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shoot it. I I wrote it. I wrote back to him. I said, you know, the script's pretty decent. Uh, it's not something personally I would shoot myself, but I'm sure you can find some actor, uh, some directors out there that will shoot it. You know, uh, I would encourage you to uh, reach out and see if you can find some directors that would uh, take this project on. Um, and you know, I always try to keep it upbeat and positive. Uh, you know, I never really trying not to ever say, hey, uh, this isn't. Yeah. You know, this isn't uh, you go away. You know, I, I want to make sure that I uh, encourage people. Uh, so, I, you know, if, if you come to me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be encouraging. Uh, most like, if, if, worst case scenario, I'll just say, okay, here's everything that you need to fix on this. This is what you need to do. Uh, go back, work on it. When it's fixed, come back and we'll uh, we'll look
1: at it again and see if there's anything else we need to fix or we can move forward with it. So basically, you're never gonna tell anybody, well, you know I think this script would be better than the fireplace <laughs>
6: uh, very rare i mean if it if it's really that bad, then it's really that bad you know?
1: <laughs> right now uh do you also uh do you also ever take um, um uh, recommendations for actors and actresses that uh you know that you know they like send you like photos or pictures or whatever? say, Hey, check this person out. Uh, do you, do you, uh, also, uh, do that kind of networking?
6: I've, I've had a couple of people uh, send me stuff and, um, I try to set it aside in a file so that, uh, I can look at it later. Um, I do have a couple of, uh, talent agencies that I go to to get my actors also, but I, you know, uh, if people reach out to me and wanna to, wanna to work, you know I'm you know I'm open to bringing you on. Um, you just gotta um, you know we've got to go through the audition process and all that type of stuff to be able to see if you're gonna actually fit in that part or uh, anything like that.
0: Well, yeah, the reason the
1: reason why I was asking that is uh, I'll uh, I'll send you um, a link uh, on Messenger to a friend of mine. Um, you know, uh, I think you just got it so you can tell me what, uh, yeah. what you think. And, uh, yep. um, she's, she's a great up and coming actress and, uh, she, um, you know, she's a, she's a good friend of the shows. Uh, she's part of the fine timers club, which I eventually want you to be part of, uh, you know, uh-huh. that way when, uh, you know, uh, I'm with you on the set or something, uh, you can come on the show and say, uh, Hey, uh, Fargo, you guys want to keep Icon uh, in Fargo? Don't give him any flights or anything back out here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. i like, I just like to, a, as you can tell, I, I, I don't have an ego, but my self-esteem level is uh, can be lacking <laughs> at some point. Uh, hey, no problem. We'll fix that. Awesome. Now... Um, uh, real quick here, so we can do this here, uh, so we don't forget. If our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a, do you got a Facebook? You got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
6: Yeah, we. I've got uh Well, main. My main thing is the, my Facebook page. I've got uh, my actors page, which is James Bacinas, and then I've got the Unsuspected Facebook page, uh, which is uh, if you look up TV series Unsuspected. Uh, you should see it there. And uh, the logo for our show is a uh, picture that I sent you with basically is is me on the front cover <laughs> with unsuspected. Uh, so uh, if you uh, find that page that's there, uh, you can uh, get a hold of me, ask me questions, uh, anything about the series. Uh, you can reach out to me there. And um, uh, as I can, I'm, I'm going to try to... Uh, reply to people on that um, as i can and then uh you know you can uh, talk, uh, get to, get a hold of me on my actors page uh, and uh i do got instagram i i don't get on that one too much but that my uh my and my agent would uh scold me harshly for not doing that i need to get on there a lot more
1: did did, did you give your email address
6: i have not given my email address uh you can uh get a hold of me at james bassth uh that is b as in boy e s s i n a s at jbentertain.com. dot com
1: now uh one one other thing i'm kind of curious about uh james is uh i'm i'm sure you're aware of this uh uh did you know that you have a little feature on uh international movie database did you know that
6: uh, no, I didn't. <laughs>
1: I haven't right, actually well, I'll looked at what, the IMDb
6: in a while. All
1: right. Well, here, here's the thing. If it, I'm going to send, I'm going to send you the link to it because there's a, there's a few pictures on there that I want to ask you about, uh, and then because okay. uh, we you know we we got a little time here, uh, and then um, I'll wait for the magic uh, the magic sound uh, that you received it, and um, <laughs> that <There it> is. <laughs> Because there's a few okay. pictures on here I want to ask you about Okay Okay, first off We'll, we'll just go picture by picture The the first one, that was uh, when you were the uh, in uh, Operation Resist, correct? That's correct, yes That was my first next day
6: one... on set And
1: uh, they had us run up this hill four times And man, I was exhausted That's when they took that picture <laughs> And then did you say, uh, you know I was in the Army for seven years They didn't even make us do that during basic training <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: well, I
6: was actually way out of shape by that by the time we took this picture. Uh and in then, the army, uh, I could do the it. Next, but...
1: The next picture, is that your studio?
6: That's actually uh my first uh theater uh uh show that I did. I did uh Disney's Beauty and the Beast,
1: uh, and I uh ran all the audio for that show. And then uh, the next picture must must be your military picture, right?
6: Yeah, that was right after I got uh, med boarded out. I I took a picture
1: in my uh, blue. And then the other the other picture here, I don't know if you you're dressed like a frogman or something.
6: Oh, that was uh, when I was acting in theater. I was playing Bill the Lizard in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I did all the makeup myself and. Uh, on that one picture.
1: So basically, uh, you know, uh, you, you you can do makeup, you can do directing, you can do acting, you 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 have all the uh, all the bases covered, as they say.
6: Well, I figured if I'm going to run a company that does it, I need to know it.
1: So. And uh, now uh, with with your company, uh, you know, you mentioned that you want to you want to make it a global. Uh, Joggernaut and uh you know we we definitely want you to do that uh do you um do you plan on uh, uh, uh hiring lots of people or do you uh when you w- when your production company starts to grow do you want to have like a, a a huge staff or do you want to keep it like you know on the low low and keep it you know light staffed well my
6: well my goal is uh is I mean one my uh initial impressions of studios in Hollywood was when I visited Paramount and I took a tour of their lot and that was kind of my vision is to co- become something like that where I have you know several different stages uh with a whole bunch of different staff and I'll have permanent staff that'll be working at uh, uh, from anywhere from gaffing all the way up to construction, electrical, and uh, you know different stuff like that. And then, uh, as people uh, need to make their film, they come on uh, and bring on their core staff, and then hire on uh, my staff to fill in to run the, the stage, the sets, the lights, the cameras, everything like that. And everything is already there provided they just got to show up with their script and their actors and their core staff to do what they need to do. That's my ultimate goal. And, of course, I have it split between J.B. Films and Land Productions where Land Productions is going to be my faith-based films. My J.B. Films are going to be all of the other films like Unsuspected, which is not a faith-based film. So I want to provide a family-friendly film that uh, doesn't have all the – dirtiness of Hollywood with the cussing and the uh, sexual stuff and all that type of stuff, and we would just want to have something that's going to be really family-friendly uh, in that environment. <coughs> so that's why I, ha- I created JB Films, and then, of course, JB Entertain- Entertainment is uh, the umbrella company that's going to manage both companies.
1: Uh, James, we've uh, we only got about uh, two minutes here left with James. You know, another uh, thing, James, that I can let you know is uh, I'm also uh, pretty good behind the camera. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, have a lot of uh, camera experience, uh, whether it be studio cameras or, uh, uh, you know, handheld cameras, um, boom, uh, running a boom mic and a parabolic mic. Mm-hmm. and uh, I've done a mm-hmm. lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, you know. Well, I do need uh, to get a sample uh
6: uh, put together for this uh, unsuspected. So if you ever want to come down and just shoot the uh, sample shots with me, you know I'm I'm open.
1: <laughs> well, as I'll tell you what, as long as you uh, as long as you get a place for me to stay and you get me a couple hot dogs, I'm I'm in. You know I don't cost much.
6: <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, that's All that's right. uh, what
1: I told my my director
6: <laughs> when I did the unsuspected uh, uh, operation Resist
1: uh, and, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I can cook a mean, uh, batch of spaghetti too, so, uh, you know, we, you know, you bring me out there, you plop me down on your couch, I'll make you spaghetti and hot dogs, we'll have a blast. <laughs> well, how,
6: how about this, uh, you come out and I'll let you taste
1: my wife's cooking, this is the most amazing
6: cooking I've ever had.
1: Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've seen a picture of your wife on, uh, Facebook, uh, and, uh. Hmm. You know, I I shouldn't say this, but uh, she is very she is very beautiful and very pretty, and uh, you know I I uh, I'm a I recently got married uh, last weekend, as a matter of fact. So, mm. uh, you know, so we have something else in common. Uh, um, yeah. We're both married. Uh, that's basically the only thing we have in common. You don't have an ego, <laughs> I do, but I, I can teach you how to become an egomaniac. You know, <laughs> just like that. Well, I've been trying to get rid of my ego, so. That's-
6: That uh, that might be a bad thing.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, James, we've got about the 30 seconds here. We do appreciate you taking time on your schedule. I'll be in contact with you. Uh, You are so awesome, and we we will definitely have you on again. And we love everything you do, and I'll be in contact with you. And uh, I uh, hope that you and I can have a great future together working together.
6: That sounds great. I appreciate it. And you guys have a wonderful day.
1: Thanks, James. Thanks, James. All Thank right. You. James Bustina, Messinas, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we're just about to the time here that uh, we got to go. Uh, everybody, make sure you check out our uh, Facebook page, uh, both Off Ropes and Ken's, F- uh, Ken's 89.1 FM, uh, for the latest updates. Uh, until next week, you guys all be safe, and we'll see you right back here. That at the same time, same channel, 89.1, Ken's FM live in Fargo, North Dakota.